Hey everyone, this is Brad Hughes, school principal and chief encouragement officer from Ontario, Canada. And I've got some good news for you. You found the Good News Brad News podcast, amplifying stories of heart-led educators moving from positive intention to action. Great people like you, improving kids' lives through service, connection, and finding the fun. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it feels fantastic to welcome you back this time to episode four of the Good News, Brad News podcast. I am your host, Brad Hughes, and as you settle in and get comfortable, I'd like to tell you that this episode is made with vine-ripened tomatoes, a blend of three cheeses, and is available in both regular and thin crust. Now, what if I told you an empty pizza box and a moment of inspiration could change the world? Well, after listening to my conversation with my guest today, you'll definitely believe that to be true. That's right. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest, Michelle Clark, who is also known as the Cardboard High Five Teacher. Now, Michelle is a special education teacher near Richmond, Virginia, USA. And as you'll hear, she's a wife, a dog mama, a devoted colleague. She's a runner, a mentor, an advocate for inclusion and community for all students. And she's an innovator who truly leads with love. Now, Michelle and I discuss a number of things near and dear to my heart, including how investing in relationships is the foundation of all good things, and how critical it is to discover ways to cue physical and emotional safety for students, especially now as antidotes to the stress, uncertainty, and fear of living and learning through the global pandemic. You'll hear from Michelle today how her own challenges and difficulties as a student have been transformative in her journey and her why as an educator. My conversation with Michelle reminded me what tremendous power and responsibility each of us has in every interaction to lift up or tear down, to make someone's day, to restore someone's confidence, or even unintentionally to break someone's spirit. I'm reminded of my friend and fellow educator, Livia Chan, when she says, We are not alone in this world. I am who I am largely because of others around me who have loved me, guided me, supported me, helped shape my being. I learn from them and you, and collaboratively, we make each other better. Every interaction is an opportunity to make each other better. Michelle is someone that knows and lives the power of connections to lift each other up, to make every interaction count, and to improve kids' lives one person, one interaction at a time. I know you'll enjoy getting to know Michelle Clark today, and after hearing her story, you'll be eager to connect with her too. So, here's my interview with Michelle Clark today on the Good News Brad News Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Good News Brad News Podcast. I am delighted to bring you somebody who is 
a trailblazer, uh, an innovator, and she's done it with the simplest of materials to build connections with her students. She's known as the cardboard high five teacher. She's an educator in Virginia, USA, and her name is Michelle Clark. Michelle, welcome to the Good News, Brad News podcast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. For those of our listeners that don't yet know you or know about you, could you take a couple of minutes and tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, all of your different roles, whether they're school roles, family roles, or community roles? Who is Michelle Clark? Yeah, um, I'm Michelle Clark. I live here in Richmond, Virginia. However, I was born and raised, family still lives on Long Island, New York. Um, So I've been teaching for 11 years as a special educator. I taught three years in South Carolina, Columbia, then met my husband who lived in Virginia. So of course I moved here to be closer to home as well. Um, And I've been living here for about eight years. So I'm in my seventh year, I wanna say at uh, my current school district, which is very different from my previous. I am in a rural community now, so definitely a nice experience, but different. I'm a dog mom. I have two pups that I love and adore. My husband and I have been married for six years. So, you know, school life, and I love to run. That is, you know, who I really am. It sounds like looking after yourself and your family is is a huge part of how you maintain the energy to do what you do. And, And you're spending your day with little ones. Tell me a little bit about your current classroom and your current teaching role. Yeah, so um, actually, this is my first year in kindergarten. I go where the needs are. So this year, I am a special educator in kindergarten. I am in a collaborative setting, which means I go and work in the classroom, the general classroom, and support those students who are in need. Um, And I also support those students who don't need the assistance. But it's also fun to work with my collaborative partner. Shout out to her, Mrs. Schwartz. She is great. And my assistant, Denise Isles, amazing. So um, we're a great team. And we love to, you know, work with our students. And of course, I know I don't want to get ahead of the conversation, but they truly enjoy the cardboard high fives. And we can dive right in there, Michelle, because I just want to let our listeners know that they can't see, but I saw your eyes and face light up when you were talking about your colleagues. And especially at times like these, when, when teaching in person or teaching at a distance is so, so tough and energy intensive, it's those relationships that you've cultivated that are going to keep you going. And I I just wanted to let our listeners know how delighted you appeared just to do those shout outs to your colleagues. So that's fantastic. Fantastic. If I remember correctly, you had some incredible uh, discoveries, an incredible opportunity to welcome kids back face to face as early as summer school, summer of 2020. So could you talk with us about that, what your discoveries were and how you carried that forward? We weren't sure at first if we were going to go face to face, but our county decided since our numbers of COVID were really low, we decided to dive right in and give it a shot with a small number of of students. So I was teaching regular ed at the time um, since I'm due certified. So I did second grade and, you know, the night before summer school, I said to my husband, you know, I'm not going to be able to hug these kids, give them a high five, you know, show them, you know, my emotions in in a hands-on way so I said well let me go make a high five and he goes out of what I said the pizza box that we have left over let me give it a shot so I decided to do that I it just I was sitting on the couch it was Sunday school was starting Monday and I said I need to find that physical interaction so I made a hand and he goes well they can't just touch your hand because then that's their germs going on your cardboard and then they're spreading the germs. And I said, oh my goodness. So he said, they need one as well. 
I said, well, there's a perfect STEM activity. They are going to create, design their own cardboard high five. And it kind of just rolled into that. So it's been success since then. So I'm, I'm very happy with the cardboard high five and it builds those connections and emotions. And we use it in kindergarten and the students they took the high fives and they used it also to congratulate their peers when they were playing, you know, a social distance games. And I just, it just blew my mind how it took off in the classroom. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm thinking that you and your husband are pretty happy at this point that you ordered pizza that night, Uh, that pizza box was there and you had that aha moment and you just, you put it into action. How exciting. How excited were you to see both the response in your classroom from the kids to the Cardboard High Five? And how excited were you to see interest and adoption of the Cardboard High Five approach with your immediate colleagues and then with your uh, with your PLN? Well, so it happened like this. I had a student, you know, I was walking around giving them their greetings, their morning high five. And he said, let's make a handshake out of it. And I said, genius. Okay, so he created the handshake and we did our little handshake and I said, let's videotape it and send it to your mom. So we videotape it and he looks at me, goes, I wonder if we could go viral. And I said, bless you. Okay, so I posted it on first my Facebook page because at the time I wasn't really into Twitter. And then my sister geared me, post that on Twitter. And I said, all right. And, I, and, and it, just, it just blew up. It went on to the local news and, you know, the PLN family on Twitter was, when I discovered, was just amazing. And it's actually all over the United States. I did a survey, wanted to see, you know, how many states don't have a count because I was just so overwhelmed with the amount of responses in different states and even in Canada. So I was, I was happy to, to see the response and I'm glad that I was able to create such an idea that other educators can use in their classroom to connect with their students. And, you know, at a time when there was so much and continues to be so much complexity, uh, so much stress, so much doubt, you seized on an opportunity to keep things simple with simple materials. And you listen to your kids and you listen to your own heart, too, and, and figured out what I need as an educator, what my kids are going to need. At a time when there was so much doubt and there was so much stress around you, you really centered the kids' needs and your own needs as, ed- as an educator with these cardboard high fives. And, and you're also using other sort of non-tech communication tools, non-tech connection tools mm-hmm. in your classroom too. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, so um, in the classroom, definitely in summer school, we brought back the telephone cans. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with that, but you know, you tie a string around a can, and then the other student has the other can at the other end. And we did a actually science lesson on that because they wanted to know how it really works. So we watched a video about the vibration and you know how one time we did string, it didn't work. We did then yarn or twine, and it worked better. So we turned that into a science lesson, and each student got their own can. And then we were able to do simple reading activities like reading to a partner, but they did it through a can. So we were six feet apart and playing games. We did it through the can and they were able to stay six feet apart. So that was something that they really enjoyed during our summer school experience. And, you know, right now I have not brought it back into the kindergarten classroom, but that's okay because, you know, as we get a little bit more mature, maybe I can introduce that to them. You know, Michelle, I'm, I'm curious to hear how uh, soothing or reassuring either the cardboard high fives or the tin cans and strings were to your kids in, in terms of helping situate them uh, in a classroom uh, amid the pandemic or help them to build a sense of community with you in your classroom. 
So um, once again, going back to my colleagues, this was my first experience working with um, Colleen Schwartz. And I brought this idea, I said, you know, since I was so successful with the card by high fives, can we do it in our kindergarten class? And she goes, girl, I'm down. So I'm very grateful for her being willing to allow us to try the cardboard high five with the kindergartners. And my assistant, Denise Isles, who I've been working with ever since at my district, she was like, all right, well, you know, a little difference is we need to make sure that they don't cut out because tracing at kindergarten level is very hard. So we created the cardboard hands for them. And we explained, I did a little PowerPoint explaining my experience in summer school, you know, made it a, a lesson that was easy for them to understand. And now we do it every morning as a greeting. We play a little good morning song and we go around and, you know, unfortunately nobody can see me right now, but we go around and give each other high fives and, and they just are so great with just saying good morning. And, you know, some days we're a little late on our, on our schedule and they're like, are we going to do our morning song today? with the high fives or they'll pull out the high fives and say morning song time. And it's just, you know, it's just a great way for them to connect and all of us to connect. So I think it's going well in kindergarten. Michelle, you're obviously someone, you're obviously an educator whose heart uh, and intentions are completely aligned with the needs of your kids. So I'm curious, how did you come to be that kind of person and that kind of educator? Well, experience. So I was one of my students. I had an IEP growing up. I was a special ed student. And, you know, I had amazing teachers who were there supporting me, advocating for me. But then I also had teachers, you know, who did not make me feel like I was worth anything. And unfortunately, that teacher sticks out in my head more than the positives, even though you don't want that ever to happen as an educator. But um, she made us feel worthless. And, and I hate to say that, but I even have a fifth grade journal that states, what do you want to grow up and be? And I wrote special education teacher. Now as a fifth grader, that's very powerful. But I knew that I did not want anybody else to feel like I felt. So if you ask anybody in my, my school building, they will tell you I am the most um, number one supporter of my special needs students, as well as all the students in, in that classroom that I work with. And, and we fight for all those rights and we want them to get the education that they deserve. As a, as a principal and as a former special education teacher as well, I can tell you that there's a, there's a huge shift in my practice and in the practice of, of my school community in recognizing that all teachers our special education teachers. All students uh, deserve the accommodations and modifications that are required to help them be their best and feel their best. And another big shift for me that I would love to hear your thoughts on is a sense of community, because I think it really resonates with me in terms of the cardboard high five approach. Uh, often we have kids in our classes and schools and uh, teachers or educators. And I've, you know, to be honest, I've even heard myself previously in my career saying, should this kid really be here? Is this the best place for this kid? And now my, my thinking has shifted significantly to this kid is here for a reason. What can we learn by partnering with this kid and his or her family? How can we activate this kid as a member of our community? How can this kid enhance our community? Not, not what we can offer to the kid, but what the kid can offer to us. And so I'd love to get your take on that, Michelle, in terms of your growth as a former special education student to now special education leader uh, and a trailblazer. What do you think? Yeah, just like you said, every student brings something to the table. Every student has the right to learn. Every student is capable of learning. It's how can they learn? So it's not like you said, yes, you can make accommodations and modifications, but it's like, what do we need to do to bring out their ability? 
their ability, ability is within them. It's how are we going to make them shine? That is what's the most important thing as, as an educator and general ed, special ed, any educator, it's our, any student, you know, unfortunately some students do have that label, but it's how are we going to bring out who they are and how are we going to make them shine by taking what we know and helping them become who they want to be. Michelle, how do you keep up the energy and the positive spirit that allows you to, to dig in uh, with all of your students and, and to keep this spirit going? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. It does get, it does get tough. It does get hard and, and, and it is draining. However, you know, I, I go back and think of my why. My students are my why and that's what keeps me pushing. There'll be some days that I do feel defeated, but then I reflect on my day and say, okay, tomorrow is a new day. How am I going to approach this situation? You know, and I've also connected with so many people on Twitter and on my PLN and they have really, you know, just keep me motivated. You can go on Twitter and just say, yeah, I've had a cruddy day and other educators are there just to lift your spirits back up. And that's what truly I enjoy about Twitter. And I'm so glad I hopped back on and, you know, the summer, I think I wouldn't have met such amazing people. So I'm grateful for the PLN and my colleagues and, you know, my students. Michelle, your practice really demonstrates that relationships are the foundation of everything good that we, uh, that we experience and that our kids experience as educators. And uh, I know a lot of our educators listening and educators in my district in particular are now all learning remotely uh, due to school closures. Uh, and I wonder if you have any, um, if you have any thoughts or connections about your experience with in-person learning and, and maintain those connections, I wonder if any of that, any of your experiences might translate to bolster or to encourage those that are trying to maintain relationships with students at a distance. Yeah, so um, I have this shirt and I totally irrelevant, but the shirt says love first, teach second. And, and I think right there is, is the true statement. You need to first show that you love your students before you can actually teach them, whether it's remotely or in person. So building those relationships is the number one thing. Of course, I had the advantage because we I've been in person. So if we do go remote, which I hope doesn't happen, but if we do have to go remote, we already built that positive relationship from face to face. But if we were not, I mean, if we were not in person, I think we would have, you know, done the same approach, doing a lot of virtual meetings and greetings. And I think we would have still established that cardboard high five, but we would have done it in the virtual way. So students can, you know, put their hands over the cameras and we can all touch each, you know, each other's hands virtually. So once again, I always would love to say love first, teach second. Michelle, that couldn't be more relevant. And uh, I've got all the goosebumps. Michelle, you are leading with love uh, among uh, amid very challenging circumstances. Uh, you're building community, uh, both for kids uh, and for your colleagues and uh, for a variety of people in your PLN. This has been incredible to talk with you and, and, to, and to catch up with you about how the cardboard high fives have been going. Michelle, what's the best way to keep in touch with you? So definitely Twitter, where you can find me at Cardboard Teach or aka Cardboard High Five Teacher. And, and I'm there. So come find me. My, my profile is public. So you're going to be able to have access right away. Also, my pin post is that viral video of the student and I doing our handshake because I feel like that needs to stay pinned for a long time so people can realize you can still build those relationships in a social distance classroom. 
Michelle, I want to thank you for your time today. And I want to thank you for running with that spark of initiative that came out of a, t- a pizza box the night before. And, and all of us educators know what Sunday night jitters feel like. Yes. Uh, and, and you took those Sunday night jitters and that pizza box and you turned it into something that is impacting and inf- influencing kids and communities worldwide. So proud of you, Michelle, and so grateful for you taking time to talk with me today on the Good News Brad News podcast. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for having me and inviting me. It was truly a great experience to chat with you. I look forward to keeping in touch with Michelle and I want all our listeners to make sure they do the same. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Good News, Brad News podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a comment wherever you found this podcast. And if you like what you heard, please recommend Good News, Brad News to a friend. And please hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at Brad, B-R-A-D, underscore Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. I look forward to hearing from you and to reconnecting with you on our next episode. Until then, get out there and do amazing things.